Hello, this is Jude from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 30th of April. According to the Union Health Ministry, India recorded 3,688 new coronavirus cases in the last 24 hours, taking the total tally to 4.30 crore. There were 50 fatalities related to the infection, taking the total death toll to 5,23,800. The active cases increased to 18,684, with 883 new active cases in a 24-hour time span. Delhi recorded 1,607 fresh COVID-19 cases with two people succumbing to the virus. Maharashtra reported 148 new coronavirus infections and two pandemic-related fatalities. The health department in Bengaluru is on high alert after the city reported more than 100 COVID-19 cases on a daily basis since the last seven days. Globally, COVID-19 has infected over 513.1 million people, claiming the lives of over 6.23 million, according to Johns Hopkins University. China yesterday announced plans to permit the return of some Indian students to its universities. The students had been stranded in India for over two years following visa and flight restrictions imposed by Beijing after the pandemic. This came after External Affairs Minister S. Jay Shankar raised the issue two months ago. On Saturday, Shanghai detected no new daily COVID-19 cases outside quarantine areas, marking a milestone in its battle to contain the virus. Singapore confirmed two COVID-19 cases with the new Omicron subvariant BA2121 through active monitoring of the disease and genetic sequencing for surveillance, the Channel News Asia reported. The Punjab government today took strict action against the state police, removing three top officers from their post over their failure to control the violence in Patiala district. This comes a day after Patiala witnessed clashes between groups during an anti-Khalistan march that left four people injured. The clash allegedly erupted between members of Shiv Sena, Bal Thakre group, Nihangs and Sikh activists. According to PTI and ANI, Chief Minister Bhagwant Man ordered the transfer of three top cops, the Inspector General of Police Patiala Range, Patiala's Senior Superintendent of Police and Patiala's Superintendent of Police. New appointments were announced this morning. Mukhwinder Singh Chinna has been appointed as new Inspector General of Patiala, Deepak Parik as new Senior Superintendent of Police and Wazir Singh as Superintendent of Police, the Hindustan Times reported. A curfew that was imposed in the city at 7pm yesterday was lifted at 6am today, but mobile internet and SMS services were still blocked in the city. According to the state government, all mobile internet and SMS services except voice calls will remain suspended in the district from 9.30am to 6pm. Sakshi Sani, the Deputy Commissioner of Patiala, urged the public to maintain peace and calm in the district. She said, the situation is under control. Mobile internet services are temporarily suspended today to stop rumour-mongering. Meanwhile today, members of the Shiv Sena Hindustan staged a demonstration outside Sri Kali Devi Temple in Patiala. While talking about rumour-mongering, it reminds us of how misinformation and fake news spread either through social media and some of our very own Desi media channels. Going back to the coverage of Disha Salyan's case, the Indian news channels were at their unethical worst. They maligned and devastated a family grappling with tragedy. It's been two years and the tragedy and the media bloodlust have taken their toll. My colleague Prati Goyal interviewed Disha Salyan's parents and fiancé to learn what they went through and how they are still struggling. Her fiancé said, and I quote, Her death was discussed, dissected and misrepresented repeatedly in the press and on social media, unquote. Vasanti Salyan, the mother, said, and I quote, She had already died, but as a mother, I felt that the media was killing her daily for their professional benefit by spreading fake news about her death, unquote. 
To know more, please read Pratik's report exclusively for subscribers and watch the interview at newslaundry.com. It's titled Surviving a Media Trial: The Story of Disha Salyan's Family. The reason we are able to bring you reports and videos such as this without any pressure from political parties or corporations is because we don't depend on them for ads. We are an independent news organization. We rely only on you to support us. To be a part of our independent news model, head over to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscription button on the top right corner of the screen. Subscription starts as low as 300 rupees only. Pay to keep news free. India is likely to take another 12 years to overcome the losses its economy incurred due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the Reserve Bank of India said in a report released yesterday. Indian Express reported. India's economic output suffered a loss of nearly rupees 52 lakh crore due to the pandemic. The central bank estimated in the analysis titled Report on Currency and Finance 2021-22. As far as individual financial years are concerned, the losses amounted to rupees 19.1 lakh crore in 2020-21, rupees 17.1 lakh crore in 2021-22, and rupees 16.4 lakh crore in 2022-23. The central bank observed that the multiple waves of COVID-19 have come in the way of sustained recovery of the economy and the quarterly trends in the GDP. Growth has followed the ebb and flow of the pandemic. The report also noted that the supply constraints and longer delivery times of goods due to the COVID-19 restrictions pushed up their shipping costs, thereby leading to increase in prices of commodities and inflation figures. Today the Enforcement Directorate ED sees rupees 5551.27 crore from the bank accounts of Xiaomi India under provisions of the Foreign Exchange Management Act 1999 according to the indian express the seizure was in connection with the alleged illegal outward remittances made by the company the probe agency said in a press release xiaomi india is a wholly owned subsidiary of the chinese xiaomi group the ed's press release said and i quote The company started its operations in India in the year 2014 and started remitting the money from the year 2015. The company has remitted foreign currency equivalent to 5551.27 crore INR to three foreign based entities which include one Xiaomi group entity in the guise of royalty. Unquote. The ED alleged the remittances took place on the instruction of their Chinese parent group entities. It also said that Xiaomi has not taken any service from these three foreign-based entities to whom the amounts were allegedly transferred. The ED accused Xiaomi India of furnishing misleading information to the banks while remitting the money abroad. Earlier this month, the ED had summoned Xiaomi's global vice president Manu Kumar Jain for questioning in the case related to alleged violations of India's foreign exchange law. General Manoj Pandey took over India's 29th Chief of Army Staff today, replacing General M M Narwane. General Narwane retired from service and was presented today with the ceremonial guard of honor. Pandey was previously the army's vice chief. According to scroll, he is the first officer from the Corps of Engineers to become the chief of the Indian Army. He was commissioned into the Corps of Engineers in December 1982. Pandey was also the commander of the Engineer Regiment during Operation Parakram. a large scale mobilization of troops and weapons to india's western border following the december 2001 attack on parliament he has also commanded an engineer brigade an infantry brigade along the line of control a mountain division in the ladakh sector and a corps in the northeast he was the commander in chief of the andaman and nicobar command before he took charge of the eastern command pandey has also served as chief engineer in the united nations peacekeeping missions in ethiopia and eritrea 
French President Emmanuel Macron said on Saturday that France would intensify its supply of military and humanitarian support after a conversation with his Ukrainian president Volodymyr Zelensky, the Hindu reported. Zelensky thanked France for large-scale military shipments that contributed to Ukrainian resistance. He also said that this support will continue to intensify, as will the humanitarian assistance provided by France. Zelensky said, and I quote, The mission of French experts contributing to the collection of evidence to fight against impunity and allow the work of international justice concerning crimes committed in the context of the Russian aggression will continue. Unquote. The United States, France, the Czech Republic and other allies have provided Kiev with hundreds of long-range artillery pieces to help it counter Moscow's offensive in the Donbass. Paris is sending its ultra-modern Caesar cannons. The French presidency said on Saturday that aid to Ukraine amounted to more than 615 tons of equipment, including medical equipment, generators for hospitals, food aid, shelter aid and emergency vehicles. Macron added that he wanted to work actively during his second term to restore Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity, always maintaining close coordination with its European partners and allies. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.